On today's show, everything you ever wanted to know about mailing lists for musicians, but were afraid to ask. Cue title sequence. 30 Minute Music Marketing. For musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. Hi, I'm Greg. Hello, I'm Sheldon, and this is 30 Minute Music Marketing, the show for independent artists and DIY musicians who want to get better at marketing their music. It's the phrase that pays, Greg. You're really getting good with that now. With, right? uh, with the exception of not actually getting paid for any of this. <laughs> but, you know, we're getting paid in likes and shares and, and, and comments. And, you know, and we do it for the love of it, as no doubt you are out there with your music careers wanting to get incrementally better each and every week. Watching this week's show will help. With that. I, that's exactly what I think when I spend my Fridays editing this. Great. Um, okay, thanks for uh, for uh, watching slash streaming this week's episode. If you're on the YouTubes, give us a, a subscribe, ring that bell, whatever that means. Shall I put that thing up again? Uh, yes, please do. Right. Oh, there it is. And uh, recommend this particular uh, show as a podcast to your chums. It's on Spotify. Send them a link. They'll be they'll be much appreciated. So today, is this a deep dive or a 30-minute music? It's a 30-minute music marketing. So depending on how quickly or slowly I talk, yes. it'll be 30 minutes thereabouts about the topic of mailing lists Why on earth would you email. such a thing like well, that? Well, I know what some people out there are saying. They're saying, Sheldon, what is this? 1999, you've probably still got a Hotmail and all that. Well, surprisingly enough, I, I actually do have that. Is that AOL? That's, no, no, it's a Hotmail. Anyone who wanted to contact me from like the 1990s, and who did so in the 1990s, they can still contact me via my Hotmail. I've, I don't, I never change my email address. I, did have one, I just can't remember the login details. So there probably is a million and one emails that are selling me Viagra or something. But Not that you need it. No. It's all, it's all, it's all working down there. So, but... <laughs> that what just would, shows a very weird relationship between us. You know, best mate. Hashtag dance. Um, yeah, hashtag edit. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a look um, initially why... Um, mailing list for musicians are still a vital part of your marketing strategy. We'll have a look as to how you might actually go about setting one up and then the strategies that you would use once you've got one in place in order to better market yourself and your music. That's, if, if this were a, a lesson plan, if, if either of us were both still teaching, that's how it would go. Say, this is called this. Okay, I look forward. We're mapping. So, so I've got. So I'm going to be taught the same as our viewers, stroke listeners. Yes, in, in, indeed. So you've got headings here. Oh, first off, um, if you've got uh, a mailing list or you're about to set up a mailing list, if we're to use proper marketing jargon, um, an email uh, list is part of what you call permission marketing. So in other words, if you give somebody your email address, you are giving them permission to market to you at some point in the future. In some respects, that, that's is no... Is an unwritten rule? No, 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 that's that's just no different from, from any form of social media platform. If you press like on somebody's Facebook page, you are giving them permission to contact you. Yeah. It's, so I'm, I'm just basically setting okay. out the, you know, setting out the, the the, the grounds as to as to what email marketing actually actually is. Right. Okay. So, so if we're going to start then, why do we need a mailing list when we have social media? Well, it's a good job you said that. Email is still a very good way of reaching people. Fact: fans, ninety nine percent of consumers. I got this off the internet. It's a fact. It must be true. Check their email. Every day, I I still yeah I have many email accounts and I still check my email address 
many, many times a day. So if you send somebody an email, chances are they are going to see at least within, you know, a space of 24 hours. You, you, how many how many times do you check your email address a day? Yeah, probably more times than I'd really... More times than, than you should do. So, yeah. so there you go. You know, for the average sort of person, if you send them an email, the chances are they will at least see that the email... Well, has as come in. You, as soon as you set your phone up for notifications, it's, you know, bing. It, bing, yeah, bing, yes, yeah, that. and you just cannot resist looking at it to see if it's anything important, which it usually isn't. So, uh, so right, so if we're talking about social media networks, let's just defer to Facebook because that's the almost the default. If you've got a Facebook page, the organic reach for posts on your page will be something in the region of between 1% and 6%, which is rubbish. Obviously, if you listen to the tips on this particular show, you should be able to get higher. Mine's averaging between 50 and 20% at the moment. That's a lot better a than the average. Oh yeah, I had a post uh, this week that's going up to around about 50%. But if you're a normal person um, uh, for a Facebook page between 1% and 6%, so if you had 100 people who like your page, only between 1% and 6% of people that's are going to... That really is rubbish, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Some are soul-destroying. The average open rates on emails for people in the music sector is around 22-23%, which is much higher. The emails that I send out through my band's email accounts, they've got an open rate of about 40%. Really? Which just shows how engaged my, you know, my fan base is. How, and, that, and those are the people that, that actually open the how, email address. How do you know when they've opened? Uh, well, that's because that's a statistic that your mailing list provider will tell you ah, on, on that particular, that. and we, we, we will come to that. Okay, but right. those are people that have actually just actually opened the email. Chances are that many more people of that will see the subject yes. line. So they at least have an introduction. Yes, yeah, so if, if your subject line is, oh, new Manchester gig on sale now, even if they don't open the email, chances they are they the message will come across. In the time. So, so if you send an email, chances are it's more likely to be seen than a social media post. I think um, te oh, it's only 10% of, if you post a tweet, 10% of your followers will actually see it. So that just goes to show you occasionally how rubbish social media marketing can be. The big one is that if you've got somebody's email address, that's fan data that you own. So yes. if, if you like somebody's Facebook page or my fan's Facebook page, mm -hmm. the person who owns the connection between myself and you is Mr. Zuckerberg. Is Mr. Zuckerberg. Right. And as we've seen with a reach of between 1% and 6%, chances are he wants money before I can successfully get a message yes. to you. And I, you know, I've got no way of contacting you other than through his particular platform. But if I've got your email address, that email address is what I, I can use it to contact you through any one of a number of different providers. So you can providers. cut out the middleman? Cut out the middleman. Right, well, and the, the idea is that in marketing, the, the, the phrase that people always use is, don't build your house on rented land. I think you have said that more than once. Yes, I don't, I don't mind repeating myself if it works out that it's true. Um, it says here, again, this is another a business factoid, and this will be for, for businesses, but hey, as we've, as we've said before, and we, deep are down, we, we are a business. The average list for a business generates between $1 to $2 per month 
per subscriber. So obviously it, things might be different for yourself as a musician because you'd have to be making offers, as they say, yeah. within your emails. But you know, if you've got an engaged sort of fan base and you can reach them successfully, if you're constantly asking them to buy stuff, it is something that will actually generate money for you in the long term, which is good. Um, as we will find out shortly, it's a great place to actually nurture your fans. You can take them on a storytelling journey. More about that later. Okay. And um, also as well, finally, if you have somebody's email address, what you can also do, assuming your privacy policy allows this, and, and I'm sure, well, I'm sure you've got a privacy policy for your website, Greg. Of course. Of course you have. <laughs> you can take the list of uh, emails that you have for your fans. You can import that into uh, Facebook. And if those emails uh, are logged on Facebook system, you can show uh, those people an advert right, okay, that's on Facebook. Cool. Or what you can also do is you can ask Facebook to find people who are similar and who are, uh, you know, a, a lookalike audience yeah. to, uh, to those people that are on your mailing list. That is quite clever. That actually. is quite clever, assuming your, your privacy policy uh, allows that hashtag GDPR. I was going to say, and is all that, that why GDPR is... exists? Yes. Yeah, so the um, the privacy policy sort of on our website uh, is that, um, and if you're like if you're on our mailing list, we will use it to to contact you, um, you know, send you information, possibly offers, and also we can use it to contact you know use it to, to contact you in other ways. So, but you won't sell it to anything. I will never ever sell my information to her. So not that anybody would want it. So, so I've got you hooked now. So, so okay. all you musicians out there, you're going, oh, actually, Sheldon, yeah, you've uh, you, you're turning me around now. I think I think maybe I need to get a mailing list. So, so question then, is this what you're leading up to? Question. question. Maybe we should have a little um, Destiny's Child sample, although that might actually kick off content ID. Yeah, which we probably don't which we want. don't. Yes. So, Sheldon, what yes. do you need to run a mailing list? Well, you need a mailing list service provider. There are a number of people out there who will offer you that particular service. The two biggest ones and that the, the most people seem to use, one is MailChimp. I'm sure you've heard of MailChimp. You've mentioned MailChimp, MailChimp before. Yeah. Yep, MailChimp is probably the, the, one of the largest leaders in the mailing list service provider space. Have you noticed that everyone says space? Yes. Right, so you've got MailChimp. Uh, another recommended one is a company called Mailer Lite. Right. Now, don't forget, these are businesses. Oh, here we go. And, you know, and if you're listening on the podcast, you can, you can hear me rubbing my fingers together. So MailChimp will allow you to run a mailing list for up to 2,000 email addresses, not charge you a bean. That's not bad going. That's not bad going. Once you get over to uh, over two thousand uh, email addresses, then mm, you start to look about mm, maybe twenty five dollars a month. <coughs> Mailer Light. Mailer Light will um, sh let you have a thousand email addresses for free, and then I think with certain plans, the cheapest. The, yeah, it's it's about maybe ten to. But if you go if you go back to your previous, the average list for a business generates one to two dollars per month per subscriber. It can as as long as you know amongst all the other things that you're doing. If if you know if you're making those particular offers out there, it you know it can it can pay. It shouldn't be 
overly expensive and unjustifiable if once now, you get to that size. How these lists, uh, how these service providers would work uh, for musicians is that they provide you with a, a range of custom templates. A bit like if you go on uh, Word and you can get you know templates for sort of documents. What they will yeah. do is they will have drag and drop uh, templates for you know, suggested um emails you pick the one that most you think you know fits your style of uh, whatever music that you're making yeah. and they're both provided in like a, a drag and drop sort of interface so you can add a um an image box you can have a text box you can have a box where you drop to the video you use uh, wix for a lot of uh, bits and bobs <laughs> and do. that works on much the same sort of basis template Yes, customizable, drag and drop. The fairly, you know, in, incredibly easy to sort of operate at a basic level as you go into these things. That there's so many different things One you can do. Question: I was going yep. to ask, and I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself here, but you know these these uh, drag and drop templates. Yes. Can you um, can you get the HTML code to then embed that within your website, say via Wix? So say, for example, I could create a, um, a template using MailChimp, for example, but then embed that within my website via HTML. Can you... What would be the point of embedding an email within a website? In terms of just, so is that not where people obviously put their information? Are you asking? Are you talking about sign-up forms? Yes. Oh, right. right. That's that, that. That's the next heading, Greg. Sorry, I'm you're getting, getting, sli getting, getting slightly ahead of yourself. Okay, fair enough. It's it's good though. It shows that you're thinking and that you're working along along to. I but, didn't but even I, read that. Book. But but the actual it just Maybe shows you how much yeah shows you how much preparation <laughs> we do for this particular show. But just in in terms of actually going about um, you know getting a provider, the the act of creating an email that you'd send out is. Especially for that, I, I primarily use Mailchimp at the moment. I'm thinking thinking of switching in in, in terms of the uh, the cost and what have you. But it's dead easy to create a, a standard sort of template that you will you know things will change on on a month by month sort of basis. But once you've got the template, it's it's a it, it's set up then, and it only needs minor modifications with each and every email that so you send out. This template, just so to clear my little mind, yes, um, that won't take long. Is this is just basically the con with content within the email? Yeah, and we'll, we'll discuss email. Right, okay. Typical so, email content. So, uh, okay, right, I understand. I thought you meant just the way it looked. That's why I got a bit confused. Mm. It's still the diazepam, although I haven't taken it for a week. And have you had any more acupuncture for your shoulder? He's got a, he's got a poorly shoulder, ladies no, no, and gentlemen. No, I had a trap nerve in my neck, which is the most painful thing in the world ever. And that's gone there now. That's acupuncture. First time I've had it, recommend it. There you go. Hashtag acupuncture. And physio. So, okay, so that gives us a bit of information in terms of creating your template. Yeah, who, yeah, who to actually go for, what you got, what service you're going to need to set one up. So, this is always going to be the one that's probably the most difficult. Yes. Is how do you acquire email addresses, Sheldon? What tactics? Well, do the you actual use? process that you go through. You could go analog, old style. You could have a clipboard on your merch table at gigs. You know. Do you refer to paper as analog? Uh, that's that's just again. I, I listen to far too far too many podcasts who talk about you know space and um, if anything is not digital, 
it's oh, analog. You put here that Mailchimp also have an iPad app. Yes, yeah, so if you've got an old iPad lying around, you could run this app, and rather than drunken people with a, a, a biro pen scribbling down email addresses that you can't necessarily read when you try and type them uh, into your service provider at 10 a.m. the following morning, they provide you with an iPad app. Obviously, try and somehow chain that iPad down because they can go walkies. And get that with, from them before yes. they're drunk. Um, both the mailing list service uh, providers this is, this is will provide you with an embed code that you can I'm stick into a page. That's what I was meaning previously. You can also, uh, they will also provide you with a pop-up code oh. depending on the type of page. You can even and get plugins. Yes, plugins. If you've got a WordPress site, if your sites run on WordPress, Wix. if your sites run on Wix, he likes his Wix. It's because it's good. Um, Cheapskate Parade. No. You can, uh, they will provide you with plugins so that you can you can run a sign up form within your site on both of those hosting uh, providers. So, okay, that's obviously that, again that's how you go about. Okay, now now we're probably now we got to the. Okay. The hard bit. We've got all the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. Yes. We know ready. what to we know what to do in theory. We've got our pad, analog pad. Analog pad. How on earth do you incentivize? Incentivize. That's easy for you to it. say, Greg. Yeah. Incentivize people to actually give you their details. Yes, this admittedly is the hard thing because people have never really liked giving you the email address because I think it's just because we know that you know how many times have you inadvertently put your telephone number down and you know that someone sold it's, it yes and then you get mithered it would would have been for ppi but that finishes today is so it we, today it's today so we no longer will be bothered by bpi but we, we get bothered and it's BPI. really frustrating when you know that someone else has earned money off your telephone number more than you have yeah, so, it, it, it's just one of those things that people don't instinctively want to freely give you, even if they like you as a musician it's very or it's like, oh, no, I don't want to. What people used to do in terms of um, incentives back in the old day, it used to be, oh, have a you know have a free MP3, but that that hasn't worked for many a year for the simple reason that. Really? Yeah. So you're saying that people like literally MP3s waste of time. It's an absolute waste of time. Well, the thing is, for me, it's like if I've got a mobile phone, it's like how do I get an MP3 these days on my iPhone? But it's like oh, I'd have to get my MacBook out and, and try and connect. It. Oh, it's like and I no suppose, way. I suppose with the introduction of streaming, it's an MP3. Who, it is almost irrelevant. It's it's it, it's 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 an imposition. Okay, so else. an MP3, that's not going to get them. Well, no, maybe a single MP3, maybe even, I don't know, you might get away with a with an EP of MP3s. You know, potentially a, a full album. Not many people have a full album lying around that isn't available anywhere else. But, okay, so let, let's go back to, let, let's go to analogue. If, uh, if you've got a clipboard on the merch stall, it may well be that you could give away if you've got stickers. To give away... It's mad how mental people get for stickers. Yeah, uh, um, badges or buttons for our American cousins. Hello to uh, hello to anyone in America. Little free trinket. Even a copy of that EP that you that you released five years ago and have never been able to get rid of. Maybe that could be used as an incentive to, to actually give away to somebody in person for their email address. That's it. Um, it you could as a way when you're telling people to sign up to your mailing list when you're online, you could say, right, if you sign up to our mailing list, you get 
first access to everything. So every time we release a new track, every time we release a new video, we will give that and show that to the people like who are on the mailing list a first. A little bit like one of those phone networks that used to kind of give uh, access to gigs before. Yeah, O2 have uh, O2 priority, so that they get two days worth of access before everything goes on general sale. And so then it, Orange used to have for the cinema where you'd get two for the price of one Wednesdays or something. So you know you could give you know you could, that that could be your incentive. It could be like you know the mailing list is like the insiders club or the the get it first club. Yeah. So so that you know for, for if you've got an engaged fan base, that could be something they specifically want. You could give people access uh, to something that they can't get anywhere else. So in the past, I've used like a full concert stream that wasn't at the time wasn't available anywhere else. Would you do that via an unlisted? Um, YouTube, YouTube yeah, yeah it, like it, 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 it is uh, as simple as that. Although, um, as we as we will show, you could uh, use a. Well, in fact, well, let, let's do that now. There are certain services that can uh, capture your capture people's email addresses in, uh, and then release some gated. Are you familiar with the term gated? Yes. So you uh, there's um there's one time I used uh, a company called show.co for a particular campaign and what that did was I had a specific uh concert mm. that um was 90 minutes or what have you that was um on a YouTube video and I used show.co and that particular service and so they generated a bit of HTML which I put on my page and that HTML said put your email address in here and then you can watch this particular concert. So it's almost like call and response. Yes. Right, okay. So there are particular services that can um, offer gates or will do the behind the scenes um, infrastructure. Uh, there's a company called Noise Trade who used to be owned by Pledge Music, what were sold before that sort of went and I had a, a six track EP that strangely enough was recorded live. Here, way that back was when. when we did off, that was when we did the very first live lounge. Yes, well, there you go. But I, I put that as a six-track EP yes, I remember through you Noise Trade, and people had to enter their email address for for Noise Trade. I think Noise Trade works uh, for both music and for books. So again, in in exchange for uh, an email address. People got uh, access to a, a uh, six-track yeah, six EP, and, and in addition, there's a company um, called Cash Music who integrate with Mailchimp, and again, a similar sort of thing whereby if you uh, use their service and enter an email address, they somebody can be sent a um, an MP3 automatically. But it was an MP. It was a it was a specific. Uh, I think I was. I can't remember. It was a single track now or a zip of um, Christmas well, tracks that weren't available anywhere else. Anywhere else. So there are particular <laughs> services that offer, you know, that offer um, and provide a gate, so that people need to uh, enter an address to get a, a juicy bit of uh, content. Just to kind of go back to some of the things on number three here, where it says about give them access to something else they can't get elsewhere. Huh. Why have you put print at home colouring book? Because I saw that somebody, as an offer to get people to sign up to their mailing list, they had a playlist of songs. I can't remember whether they were their own songs or someone else's songs. But I tell you what, have you seen how many adult colouring books oh, I, there are I do now? Know. It's a pretty big and thing. this particular person had created a, um, a page of a colouring book 
for each particular song that was on this playlist wow. for people to print out at home. Okay. And but that was only if you signed up to their mailing list. And I suppose an easier way, because some of the filters on camera phones, I keep saying camera phones when I mean just a phone. Just a phone. <laughs> um, give you the option just to do it like a, a picture without the colour. Certainly on my Huawei phone. Um, and so in some ways you could, without going to all the length and trouble of trying to draw a drawing, which would take me forever. So you might need to be inventive. Uh, I've seen a suggestion of, uh, you know, have a little bit of a cookbook. If, you know, if food is what you're specifically into as part of your brand values, I mean, it's, you know, it's not necessarily for me, but, you know, if, you, your if you're into... Your brand is all about food. Well, it is, but eating it rather than sort of making it. So, you know, think about... I suppose if you were to come back to some of the things that you said previously about the, the, the brand and what it stands for, the things like that. So if you're like a vegan or something like that, then obviously the, and, and you might want to do some vegan Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, again, I suppose it doesn't always have to be music it, it, no 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 it, it can be it can be other things you know it's content that's specific perhaps to you but but what i will say is that what you probably have to do is you probably have to invest some uh, value in either making the content or spending money on advertisements or boosting posts to make people aware that you and driving them yeah. to the mailing list they, they say that to actually get people onto your mailing list, it'll cost you about a dollar or a pound per head to get them on there. But as we've seen, you are going to make that back yeah. over time. And it is, you know, Speculate valuable information. To Speculate to accumulate. We've, we've discussed that before as well. Greg. So, yep. Yeah. So... We've managed to do the hard work. We've done the hard work, so we've got the infrastructure. So, so we know why we need one. We've got the infrastructure sorted. We've got our mailing list service provider. We've, we've created maybe some stuff. sort of maybe incentive to, to get them yep. onto it in the first place. So now that I've, I've got someone to sign up to the list, yes. what now? Well, what you can generally do with mailing, uh, mailing list service providers, it's, it's quite a long thing. Let's just say MailChimp. Yeah. Right, you've got, you got someone to sign up to your MailChimp. Uh, you can send them a not just a, a, a welcome email. You, you can set all this up behind the scenes. These things are generally about as complicated as, as you want you you can make them to to be, as it were. I but, did have on the website as soon as someone became a member, it went straight to a welcome video. And it could well be that this um, welcome video or welcome email will say, oh, right, here's that thing that you signed, potentially signed up yeah. to get hold of. Um, it could also be that, oh, while you're here, uh, why not follow us on, on to the Spotify? And maybe sort of warn them that over the next couple of days, you'll be sending them some more emails so you can keep in touch. And then maybe a couple of days after that welcome email, you can send an email which says something along the lines of, just in case you don't know, you know, who I am properly or fully yet. And you can maybe give them a little bit of a potted history of, of who you are as an artist, and maybe slot in some of your uh, some of your biggest sort of uh, songs in terms of videos, yep. and then maybe a couple of days on from that, you can give them um, do a bit of storytelling and tell them maybe stuff about oh, right, you know, 
Here's my, not necessarily my biggest song, but my favourite song. Here's the song that means the most to me. Why did I set about writing that? And you can do a little bit of storytelling and explaining a little bit about who you are as an artist, why you're doing what you're doing. So somebody like our, our friend Donna, she might tell a little bit of a story about why she wrote this particular song and why it means the most to her and yeah. you can drop an email maybe a, a couple of every couple of days with the story about one song and the video about one song or maybe even a lyric video and you know how before we've said in the past about um before somebody will there's seven touches before at a least sale. seven touches before a sale so if you're dropping these emails every couple of days you could be laying the foundations to each one of each one of those emails might necessarily be yet another touch. someone is bound to say that sounds like a lot of emails within a short period of time and would that person who signed up not think this is starting to be a little obsessive well i uh, what i what i tend to find is that there's nothing that annoys me more than when these people when you sign up to a mailing list and you get an email every single day, that's, I find that it's like, all right, you know, I quite wanted what the product that you were offering or, you know, I quite enjoyed the, the prospects of signing up to your list. But hey, this is getting a bit too much too soon. Well, may, it, may, you know, it may well be if, in terms of your own personal preference, what would you consider to be an acceptable distance? Between emails, Personally. you don't you don't want to spread it out too much, so you know, so that it's would sort of one like, a week be too? Few? I I think that's too few. Even you know, maybe one one every three days. three days, maybe. Right. Okay. But you know, again, if it may well be that if if, if you're a young person, maybe you you don't necessarily mind a, a, an email a day. Just actually talking about yep. age in that respect. And the fact that initially you said referred to Hotmail because you're of a certain age. Thank now. you very much, Greg. Thanks for that. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, if we got younger viewers, are, is um, listeners, um, do young people have email as well? Yeah, I think so. Or is it just people of a certain demographic? No, I, I do. Th I, I, I think young people... Leave a message. I, th I think all young people have email addresses. I, I, I think that's drilled into them. Especially from schools at a, an early, an early age. So I, I, I tell you what, this week I don't know whether it was actually because I was doing some research for this, but there are also things like um, texting services that I was starting to look at. Okay, you know, similar sort of thing. As in, you can you can potentially sign up to a mailing list through a text, or you can contact people and send if they sign up to your text list. Yeah, in the same way that you might send out a. Uh, an e-shot, as it's sometimes referred to in the trade, you might be, you know, you could send out a a, a message via text to your. Uh, okay, so that and it's the, the, the and statistics it's... in terms of people reading text, text within like fifteen minutes, like ninety nine percent of people will read it within a, an hour. The way that in terms of we are people glued cannot, to our phones, not respond to their phone beeping. So you know, we, we you know we potentially sent them a welcome. Um, email we've potentially nurtured them and, and brought them up to speed and told us a little bit about who we are and you know why the, our music means and so much to ourselves and what we're going to be doing and everything else so why not you've just put here so once you've done all that why not do 
Yeah, so, so what you might want to do after all that is, because we've done maybe potentially those seven steps in seven sort of emails, at that particular point, you might want to say, now, now I've told you all this, bang, how about you buy my latest album or my latest EP, or here's a list of my gigs that I've got coming up over the, over the next couple of months, or uh, you know, here's my latest sort of T-shirt because you've probably, at that stage, done enough groundwork to try and go in for a bit of a sale. You've done your seven touches. You've done your seven touches before via sale. email. So it, it's worth a shot. Definitely. So can you reiterate? So now you've got your list going forward. So move, I let's move, this let, off the list. Moving, for, let, let's use the term, let's use the business term. We're going to move forward now, right? So you've got your email address. Someone's signed up to it. They've been brought up to speed. You've maybe made them an offer. How do you actually use it on a, on a regular basis going forward? Well, first off, the idea is use it regularly, especially if you're paying for it. But don't let it be something that you only send every six months or so. You know, they recommend that you try and send an email once a week just to touch base with people. If, if once a week is too much and if there's not going to be a content within there that, that's, you know, that's worth sending an email about, maybe once, once a fortnight. But, you know, use it sort of regularly that, so that people begin to, to expect it. And, yeah. and really, even if you've... You've created like a, a little video that you've uploaded to YouTube in terms of getting the message out there for that. You know, an email is, is, is a perfectly a, a, you know, acceptable thing to, uh, to put in there. And an important thing that you've put in here, which we've mentioned before about this idea of you, nobody wants a 100% sell. No, no, no. It, not every email should be necessarily, um, I, I need to tell you about my gigs that are coming up or that I definitely need you to, to stream this. It could well just be a quirky thing that, that you've got going on or you could tell people uh, a, a little bit, you know, a behind the scenes tale that you haven't necessarily told anyone before. They always say that, you know, rather than thinking about sending an email to several thousand people, or several hundred people. Just think of it as you sending an email to a friend. How would you necessarily phrase sure. that? So it could well be that you know we had uh, me and my band had a uh, a gig on Saturday at a at a food festival, and it could well be me picking out the most uh, humorous level of anecdote from that, and you know are the are the. You know, an interesting point, you know, I'm putting it in a in a written sort of form and just letting my uh, letting my fans know about that through email. Was did you stay around and eat anything at this festival? We ate a lot of things <laughs> at the food festival, and and lot, lot and thankfully lots of free stuff as well. That's but more about that when we turn the uh, when we turn the cameras off. So that's. This is important, isn't it? It is important. I've not finished yet. I'm sorry. Best practice for email addresses, because some people like to use email addresses as a big newsletter. Yes. It's sort of like, right, well, here's our last single, and here's our gig coming up, and here's where we are with the album, and oh, but here's... if you do that, you've basically put everything in one email, and you run out of things to say. Quite, yeah. Potentially. Best practice tends to be, the, the best emails are one topic and one call to action. So if, if your email address is, we've got a new video out, here's the, here's the YouTube link, watch the video, bang, that's a cracking email. Rather than, um, here's, the, 
here's the video and here's some um, here's some dates that we've got coming up. And oh, by the way, we've got t-shirts on sale in our online shop. It's almost a bit like the the three second or eight second attention span on video. If you yeah. if you go too much, people just don't bother reading. To can them. I can I make a confession here, Greg? I don't always perform. I don't always do what I'm potentially sort of preaching. I sent out an email today to my mailing list with, with far too many things in. But you know what I hadn't done? I hadn't sent an email once. It was about a month since I sent my last email and I had too many things to put in it. So I'm... You were playing catch up. Yes, I'm going to slap myself on the wrist. And like you were saying, the, the idea is potentially not to try and go for the sell on each and every email, you know, like I say, have some emails that are merely conversational, relationship building, letting people inside your musical I, world. Using Wix as an example, because oh, really? no, 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 yeah. just because they're all, you know, they send what they send emails, and you know, you do get ones that are regarding offers and stuff like that. But then they will send you others about new, um, new facilities that are available, and then they will send ones about techniques and tips and stuff like that. So yes, the frequency is high, but it isn't always offer, offer, offer. Uh, I mean, I think Harrison Mix bus which is a software they do send seem to send a lot that about offers and waves are terrible at emailing in terms of offers. oh St steven slate as well yes he never stops that bloke i don't believe he's real he's, he's he really is a robot isn't he <laughs> so but so, th those are the basics i mean th th there's lots of things to go in there in terms of how to improve our effectiveness uh, on emails, but that will be another episode of the show, I'm sure. So let us know how you get on with this. Uh, I'm actually going to get onto Mailchimp myself. Are you really? Yes, I'm actually going to see how that works and embed that within the new website that I've done. So I will. I will, I will implement this myself. So please write in any questions. Stick it, yeah, stick it, stick them in the comments below. Uh, we always uh, love uh, receiving your questions and feedback. And of course, that gives us ideas for future episodes of the show. And let us know if, if you think that email isn't relevant. If we, if you're a young person and you've never used email, just slag us off in the comments. We're not bothered. <laughs> so thanks for watching. Cheers. We'll see you next time. Bye. Ta-da.